Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to another one of these. I'm Austin York, Dylan Reed. Tristan Rhines, we are America's team covering everything about the Dallas Cowboys. And I guess at this point, it's kind of speculation season with the free agency going to be upon us next week. And then in a little less than a month, it looks like, yeah, a little less than a month, we're going to have an NFL draft. And the Cowboys are going to try to get something out of the nine picks they got today. Uh, or we, we've got three extra picks from compensatory picks, so nine overall. Cowboys are going to try to improve. And the Cowboys are definitely going to be, I believe, buyers in the free agency market. Before I, we get into this, and this again starts, uh, but what's the first date? Does anyone know? Is it Monday? It's the 15th. March so. 15th is the uh, the day. I want to say that usually falls on like a Tuesday. Tuesday, I think. So anyway, lots of people have been released already around the league and everything. And before we get into what the Cowboys you think they're going to do, I wanted to bring this up because this always gets brought up this time of year. Cowboy fans, furious with what the Cowboys don't do in free agency. It seems like the last few years, Cowboys have been very conservative. They've called Stephen Jones cap boy, uh, that he doesn't (laughs) go for it like the Rams do or the, the Philadelphia Eagles do or name any other team. I, I want to go with you first there, Dylan. Do you like the approach the Cowboys bring to free agency, or do you think it's something that they need to work on, maybe a different philosophy going into it? You know, I actually I understand the frustration, and I do think we need to approach it differently because over the last three seasons, the Cowboys have ranked in the bottom two in spending. Yeah. and. Now look, some of that some of that has to do with other guys that have been on the roster, some chunks of dead money we've been having to deal with. May you could even say hey, the carcass of the Zeke contract has been weighing us down a little bit too, but I don't really take any of that as a real reason why we haven't been spending the way we should have. Last year we left almost 15 some odd really almost 18 million of dollars of cap space on the table knowing full well that it wasn't really going to impact us in the future if we kept our quote-unquote powder dry. Because that is yeah. kind of, that is what we've been sold by Stephen Jones. You mentioned Catboy earlier. That's that's what we've been sold by Stephen Jones is the idea that we need to save some money. Cause, and he's not wrong. We, we do need to give Trayvon Diggs a new deal soon. We do need to give Micah Parsons a new deal soon. We all know that that's going to be 
Oh my God! That's just an absolutely one. gigantic contract, and I can't wait to see how much money that guy's going to make. Um, but ultimately, and CD too, I get everybody needs new contracts soon. But at the end of the day, we did have room to wiggle, and we did leave money on the table. And I don't really understand why, because Jerry does really pretty consistently echo every year that he'd be willing to do whatever it takes to win a yeah, Super Bowl. Uh, uh, the amount of I'd put on a check to, to win a Super Bowl. Exactly. And the $18 million is about what you could have paid one Amari Cooper, who you traded away for. Exactly they said right. they needed to keep that money. Maybe he could have made an impact. Tristan... Your approach, would it be different than the Cowboys? I know you're really into the free agency thing. Sure. The Cowboys have never made a huge splash, not in the last few years. What do you think? Do you think that this is the reason they haven't been able to get over the hump? I think it has to be just a general mix approach uh, when it comes to free agency. Uh, you have a couple of teams that obviously spend really, really big in free agency. We saw the Eagles do that last year, but they made decisive and very uh, intentional moves that eventually brought them to the Super Bowl, as, as we saw. Being conservative on one hand, sometimes it's great. Maybe the market's not fantastic as far as free agents are concerned, uh, but sometimes you got to be a little aggressive and find those diamonds and find those really good contracts. I, I think... It's kind of a tough approach, considering that Dallas is still technically under the salary cap as we speak. So the how aggressive can they be going into free agency is really going to be a big question in my eyes. But they got to make some kind of move, right? I mean, there are needs all over this roster. You have a bunch of people that are leaving this free agency. You have to be aggressive at a, at a certain point. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of generally what Well, and that's absolutely good. I would push back a little bit. I think the Cowboys have had, for I've always been a, a a fan of the way the Cowboys have approached it in the last few years because I remember back in the days in the of the 2000s Cowboys when Jerry would love to make that big free agent splash and he'd sign a guy and, and everyone knows you when you're signing someone in free agency you're way overpaying for them and they're not worth what they're paid that's the problem with free agency now as you mentioned if you're the Rams or the Eagles and you make those strategic moves you don't mind overpaying because they eventually work out I would say suggest to you that most of those don't. For every of those big of those splashes that Jerry made, none of them worked. It all comes down to me in this day and age to the quarterback. And we look at Jalen Hurts this year as opposed to last year. This year he was a lot better than he was last year. So when you're looking at Dak Prescott, he's going to have to be the guy that gets you over the hump. Now you can load him up with guys, and I think that's why they'll be a little bit more aggressive this year. But ultimately, it's going to have to be him that gets it done. And until he can prove that, I don't care how many guys you throw at him, he's going to have to get it get it done when it counts. I mean, to kind of echo off that, though, I mean, Jalen Hurts saw a huge uh, progression this past season, and he wasn't the only quarterback that saw that after they added a big-time wide receiver like A.J. Brown. I mean, we also saw Tua Tagovailoa take a huge step forward when he was on the field, respectively, yeah. when they went and got Tyreek Hill. I mean, offensive head coaches in general. I, I'm just saying, having those weapons really helps. Oh, uh, it does. And I think, w- but I when I look at Dak, I think now you've made the decision this is your guy. There is a very razor-thin margin of error. And if you don't do everything perfectly, we're in trouble. I think Tua and Jalen, I think both of those guys improved. Yes, they were helped, but they improved significantly from the year before. And you just watch the footwork, the confidence, the staying with the routes, some of their reads in general. It was so much better than the year before. I would dare say that 
in 2021, Jalen Hurts pretty much cost the Eagles both those games he played against the Cowboys. So it all comes down to the quarterback. With that being said, though, Tristan, I'll start with you. We'll go over to Dylan. What are some of the guys you think the Cowboys need to tee up on or to look at in free agency uh, this uh, this time around? As far as free agency, it's there's so many different holes on this roster going into free agency. You've got uh, no real starting linebackers as of the moment. A couple of guys that I really like to maybe fill in those roles, considering you have a really strong defense already. I mean, you can win games with this defense. We've seen the Cowboys yes, do it. Oh, yeah. uh, I really like Alex Anzalone uh, from Detroit hmm. a lot. I mean, he, he could be a little long bit more hair. on the expensive side, the, the long hair guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he was flying all over the field this year. He holds up really well in pass protection as well. He made some plays he was pretty much all over the field. If you watch the Lions at all, um, another guy I liked a lot, maybe flew under the radar for a number of people, uh, Drew Tranquil from the Los Angeles Chargers, another guy that just fits a mold of, hey, we he can drop back into play pass coverage, but it can also make him down, uh, down uh, hill tackles, excuse me. So the biggest complaint, obviously, for like Leighton Vander Esch uh, over the course of his career since that rookie one season dimensional. was one-dimensional guy. Go out and get a multi-dimensional guy to help lead the the defense, right? That's just one move I would make. Yeah, do you think that they sign Leighton Vander Esch? Do you think that they let him walk, or is this— is it, I, I think mean, there's just better options out in the market, personally. I mean— you can't you can't do this will he won't he thing for forever and he had a he had a couple of really good games near the back end for the Cowboys but you're gonna need somebody that you have a little more confidence in and if he's in, if he's standing in the middle of your defense he's the guy making all those call outs he's supposed to be able to make those uh, those extra push plays so to speak you got to have a little more confidence and let me a, ask you this real quick before we switch over uh, Donovan Wilson is another guy that the Cowboys think highly of. He's another free agent that they'd have to sign. Do they keep him, or is this? Uh, you think he's a cap casualty? I think. I think in the position the Cowboys are in cap wise right now, there's still a number of casualties that are on this roster. He might find himself being one. All right, now Dylan, I know we've talked a lot about offense, and, yeah. and I think that's kind of where that's why I was waiting. Kind of where you're looking at. What are you looking at as far as receivers? I assume yeah. getting surrounding Dak. Well, you know, funny enough, I actually have an off-season wish list, and the only uh, now I would love. There's tons of guys that you could look to, and Allen Robinson would be a great guy to look to, and Adam Thielen would be a great guy to look to. There's tons of options in the receiving world. I know that the actual free agents themselves, not a lot of great options, but I think there's a lot of good trade options. I think the one big shining there's well, there I guess there's two shining stars that every Cowboys fan has their eye on. Uh, a lot, you're either looking at Steph, or you're looking at uh, Stephon Diggs That'd or DeAndre trade, Hopkins, yeah. which would obviously both be trades. I'm leaning more towards DeAndre Hopkins. I believe that he would fit this system better. But my actual off-season wish list has three free agent uh, defensive players on it, and that's Bobby Wagner, that's James Bradbury, and that's Dalvin Tomlinson, the big, large defensive tackle from the New York Giants. Yeah. Because I really do believe, Tristan's really right on this, it's time to realize that as much as I like Leighton Van Der Esch, both as a player on and off the field, I think he's a very good run stopper, and I don't think he's as bad at identifying the offensive plays as some people might think he is. But the problem is he might be able to identify it, but he can't make a direct impact on that game or in that play because he really is just a run stopper. I love a guy like Tranquil. That's a great fit. Mm-hmm. If you can't get a Bobby Wagner, maybe a uh, Levante David, former uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. I love him. At 33, you can get him really inexpensive, 
ex- really inexpensive. Yeah. And I think that he would be an awesome fit. But as far as offense to help this team, because we need it. You have CeeDee Lamb. You assume Michael Gallup will be a better wide receiver. And then, I mean, to be honest, that kind of really is it. So that's why trading for a DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, I think it, I think this is the big move that we've been teased. You know, we've heard multiple members of the Jones family speak of this. We've heard every single sports outlet, both locally and nationally, talk about, well, it really seems like the Cowboys are poised for an offseason move, a big splash. And I think the Hopkins thing is the splash. And look, him being in Dallas and getting actively recruited by Dez Bryant, that doesn't hurt. Yeah, That's great. Up to Dez, yeah. I, I, I love that Dez is still recruiting for us. It's awesome. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins can really be the key here. I Look, the one thing about him is that I, I think if you do trade for a guy like Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, you're probably going to put in Michael Gallup in there. That's the mm-hmm. only thing. And then you're looking – which I don't think is a bad deal. Now you're gonna. It's not just a one for one. Obviously, you're gonna put some draft picks. But if you do that, then you're drafting a wide receiver, and you're hoping to God you hit on him better than you did Jalen Tolbert last yeah. year. So that's that's basically the Cowboys. I think with the Leighton Vander Esch, I tend to agree with both of your assessments. I think he was very good against the run, but we were not good against the run. So anyone that did show any promise against mm-hmm. the run seemed to stand out. <laughs> And Leighton has been a guy that had that one-year flash, but ever since then has been bothered by neck injuries. I, I think he's got a lot of guts. I think he pl- improved his play a lot this year. But it all comes down to money. If he's asking something a little bit crazy, yeah, I don't see that there's any chance that you keep him, you let him walk. I do like other guys that you match. Anthony Barr, you, you don't have a lot of wide or t- uh, linebackers, so you're definitely going to have to bring in some guys. Bobby Wagner's a guy that would be the wish list guy. He knows Dan Quinn, obviously. Uh, he had, statistically, his most productive year last year with the Rams. So yeah. we were talking about this. And, and by the way, on the off, the Rams, man, they're in a wholesale. Hey, we're in a, <laughs> an estate sale, so come and talk to us. They want Stafford gone. Hell, to me, I'd be looking at that team. Anything Cherry that pick. you see— yeah. Go ahead, give him a call. I know we were joking around, but Aaron Donald, give him a call. What do you want for a guy like I that? I mean, that, I know that that would be terribly unrealistic, but God, think it would make about me it. so happy though. I mean, it would just be a, incredible. There is a guy for the Rams that has been surrounded by trade rumors, and that's Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you yeah. just you just imagine the idea of maybe a Ramsey and Diggs combo on in that secondary. That Get would a lot be of picks. disgusting. Yes, it would. It would. <laughs> you would. You would definitely have. But the Rams need. Picks, and that's what yes. they would it would ultimately center on. So I'd be calling them uh, on everything. When you're looking at the draft, now I know we don't want to jump in too heavy on the draft. The draft's a few weeks away, but we, we did go through the combine. Was there anything? I know we we both we all kind of agreed there was no real guy that jumped up or or went from a fourth round. Now he's looking at a first round pick. What did you take away from the draft? Did you feel anything from the people that the Cowboys talked to? Maybe this is the way they're going to tend to go in the first few rounds. I'll start with you, Don. You know, what I did kind of coming out of the Combine, and what always interests me at the Combine is that I like to see the list of Cowboys interviews, the list of 45-some-odd players they bring in for individual interviews. I mean, it's not to say that those are the only players they're going to look at, But most of the time, especially when it comes to the Cowboys, 
they're taking at least two, three, sometimes four or five of those guys that they end up interviewing in the draft itself. So to say that none of these guys will get picked out of this list is that, that that's ridiculous. I think there's these guys get interviews for a reason. And so what I did is I kind of went through all those things and I kind of counted up the number of positions, right? Like X amount of wide receivers, X amount of quarterbacks, X amount of corners. And I kind of wanted to see like what positions they interviewed the most because I just find that to kind of be somewhat of an indicator of what they might be looking at in the draft. The first one is seven cornerbacks. I don't think there's any surprise there. Absolutely. You know, I'm a big fan of Joey Porter Jr. I know you are as well. Oh, yeah. I love a awesome. I love Akili Ringo. There, there, there's tons of corners that I love in this draft. They interviewed four wide receivers. Once again, no huge surprise there. Here's what really stood out to me. Honestly, more than really anything else in the whole combine, whether individual players or whatever. Six quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. The Cowboys interviewed six quarterbacks. And look, every, almost all of them are late rounders. Almost all of them are a Max Duggan, possible unrestricted free agent, possible seventh rounder. But there are two players, two quarterbacks that they interviewed that were not seventh round or undrafted people. And that's either Jaron Hall, who's a fifth round grade. That's a BYU quarterback. The one that really stood out to me and a guy that I know I've been talking about a lot on this podcast lately is a guy who's actually gone from a third round to a second round projection now through the combine. And that's Hendon Hooker. Tennessee, it, yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I, I think that Dak's the future. I'm a Dak Prescott fan, and I am by no means advocating that we should draft someone to replace Dak Prescott. I'm just saying that I'm happy they interviewed him, and I think he's an extremely interesting well, player with a lot of lot of tools. It brings up the question, though: How high would you draft him? Would you go to the second round and draft him? Would you Would you pull that trigger? Because if you do, forget what what your plans are. It's the perception that counts, yeah. and everyone's going to say, oh, wow, the Cowboys. It's just like Jordan Love in the first round with mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, and that's been, what, three years ago now? And you know that Aaron Rodgers was salty over that. Upset. And it hasn't really been the same since. He went on to win two MVPs since then, and last year wasn't really what much of one. But 
the point is is that you're 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 making a statement by doing that. It's not just about the player. Would you be willing to do that? Take him in the second round, it's really hard for me to say for two reasons. For one, I don't know if I'm comfortable taking a quarterback in the second round, but for two, in my current mock draft that I'm putting together, we trade our second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. So I also now we're playing don't, don't have us getting exactly. that. But 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 in all reality, in all seriousness, if we're sitting there in the third round and Hendon Hooker is so you still on the third. board, yeah. I think just one round difference can make all the difference. And I really wouldn't hate it, especially considering who we might have if we have already uh you know obtained a large free agent wide receiver like a Stephon Diggs, like oh, yeah, a Hopkins, really or maybe what, a Robinson. What happens from a month from now. Exactly. And then had, if we've at least gotten a corner by then, I'm kind of saying, you know what? Like, why not go get the kid? He's got all the talent and all the upside in the world. You'd have to hope that things are looking – you have a better idea of what your team is by then, hopefully. What are you looking at, Tristan? What are the things uh, that stood out to you at the Combine? Where do you think the Cowboys are leaning if you had a feeling about them when it comes to the draft? I mean, looking at the numbers, like you mentioned, the the amount of players they interviewed, obviously. They also leaned pretty heavily at wide receiver and running back on the offensive side of things. Um, as far as the Underwear Olympics, I think it's it's a neat like spectacle event uh, for some people, but the guys who shined really brightly are probably not guys that are really going to be on the Cowboys' radar. Uh, obviously, Nolan Smith had an amazing combine. Congratulations to him. I'm sure he's going to fly up draft boards because of his 40 yeah, that's time. That's a linebacker, yeah. He had the sub-440 out of Georgia. Uh, obviously, Anthony Richardson had an amazing combine. Quarterback. Um, but in a quarterback that he's, mm. he's not going to be in the Cowboys' stratosphere, in my no. opinion. Uh, but guys that very well could be. They interviewed Joey Porter Jr., who you guys obviously just mentioned. I really like him as well. He's but a corner out of pen. Just yes. to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but of the wide receivers, uh, one of the guys that we've talked about a number of times, Jalen Hyatt, uh, right? Yep. Trying yep. to get that outside burner wide receiver. Yep. But among that list of wide receivers that I'm seeing here, Zay Flowers, he's, in my opinion, my favorite. He's the Boston College guy. Yes, Mm -hmm. out of Boston College, checking out his film. I really like him a lot. I'd almost almost venture to say he's my favorite receiver in this draft. Uh, I get some flashes of Antonio Brown before all the -the off-the-field stuff. Yes, hopefully. I think he would be an amazing weapon no matter where he went. Wide receiver, I think, is going to be a big priority, considering that the Cowboys also just tagged Tony Pollard. I don't think we're really going to see – a B. John Robinson uh, staying in Texas for the Cowboys. Uh, I, I think it's time to just set those yeah. those dreams aside. If you're a Cowboys fan, let's just be a little more realistic here. But a guy, and there else, are a lot of running backs. In there this, are there are deep. a lot yeah, it's of a deep running backs draft. in this draft. Another guy they did interview, as far as I can see here, um, Jameer Gibbs, uh, running yes. back oh, I yeah. brought up before, reminds me I heard a lot about him. Yeah, reminds me a lot of Alvin Kamara with the Saints. He's very very involved in the running and the passing attack for Bama. Obviously, SEC running backs typically do pretty well. <laughs> In the yes, NFL. Especially yes, from Bama. Yes, Especially yes, from Bama. So, wide receiver. And another guy I mentioned previously, Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. He reminds me a lot. Gives me shades of like a Hunter Henry. So, mm-hmm. they look like they're going to be leaning offense in my eyes. If one of those guys is available, best player available. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys can really go wrong with any of those people we've mentioned. And we were talking about this a little bit. A tight end in the first round. I... I I don't remember if the Cowboys ever done that. I know Jason Witten was with second round. Guy, yeah, second, second round, yeah. Either way, would you be concerned about that? I, I think this, the Cowboys, and we talked about this right before we started this whole thing, I think the Cowboys in the first few rounds have objectives to get a wide receiver or a pass catcher. 
Mm-hmm. And tight end, if if that uh, guy is, is still available, Kincaid, he might be that guy because he can spread the field. And if you're talking about – think about a Dalton Schultz kind of guy that can spread the field. You're talking about like a George, uh, a George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller if he's healthy. Then you really open up guys like CeeDee Land. So I think a pass catcher is big. Running back I do think is a priority. And as we mentioned, there's a lot of running backs in this league or in this draft very deep. And then I do think corner. Uh, so the, basically, I think we're all all in agreement there. Would you have any problem in taking a tight end in the first round? I'll start with you. I mean, if, if Kincaid is there, I don't see him. He, he wouldn't drop to the second, would he? I don't think it's going to happen. Between him and Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, there's two first-round projected tight ends. At least that's what I'm seeing on a lot of the, yeah, uh, the yeah. boards and the simulators and whatnot. Either one of those guys would be phenomenal picks for the Cowboys. I mean, both really good pass catchers. And I think, again, we're looking for pass catchers for this Cowboys offense. I think it's on the table, at yeah. least. It's it's worth discussing a, a tight end of the first round. I think, and, and as I mentioned it, earlier, it really depends on what they've done in free agency. If, they, yeah. if they're looking to the draft to, to really restock and have done very little as they've done the last couple of years early on, then, yeah, I'd, uh, they're definitely taking him, uh, in my opinion. Or if they've got wide receivers that they find are flashy enough, maybe they think, let's just pick the running back if uh, – in a second, early second round. You're right about Bijan. I think Bijan had a pretty good combine. I don't see him being there. Is uh, Do you think getting a tight end in the first round, and the, would you be opposed? Uh, or would you be a little reluctant? Thinking, hey, I've got, if a porter is on the table, and then I got a Kincaid there as well. If, if it's between Joey Porter and Kincaid, I think it's Porter very clearly for me, just because Joey is projected to be a top 10 in a lot of people's drafts. So if he falls all the way to 26, I love that. It's important to note Kincaid on the interview list. Same with Joey. I like Kincaid a lot as a tight end. I think if I think that if your staff believes he can come in and be one of those kind of one of those ultra tight ends, one of those Travis Kelseys or one of those uh, Kittles, like if you truly believe that he can be one of those, worth it. Yeah. And, to be and again, honest, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But I was going to say, if he's like your, your comp for him is Hunter Henry. Mm-hmm. If he's Hunter Henry, I'm sorry. There's no way in hell I'm taking Hunter Henry in the first <laughs> yeah, round yeah. over a lockdown corner like Joey Porter. It, n- absolutely. No. No. I'll stick with my current guys and take a guy in the fifth round like a Luke Shoemaker. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm sorry. I just, if he's not, if he's a playmaker, if he really can make a difference, like you said, we need pass catchers. So if he really is. An elite tight end or one in the making, I love it. And if we're talking about a porter, though, and then you got, let's say, let's say it's it, a deep corner class too. It mm-hmm. is it a deep is. corner, but let's say you do have. We look at the last few histories of drafts. Nobody's really, other than Saquon Barkley, nobody's really drafting running backs all that high. So mm-hmm. maybe Bijan Robinson does fall to you, yeah, and then oh, you got I, him I and a porter. Would you? That's what I'm trying to say. Is what do you think is the biggest need? Is it that cornerback? Is it that pass catcher? Or is it that running back? Considering you've got Tony Pollard, but let's be all honest here: Zeke's probably not here next year. 
Yeah, you need another. You need another besides Pollard. I and mean, it's also a deep free agency running back class. I know that's exactly right. Guys like David Montgomery, Kareem Hunter yeah. on the market. I mean, yeah. Damian Harris, who I'd mentioned previously yes. before. Like, you've got guys in the free agency uh, market that you'll probably be able to get affordably. Williams from uh, the Lions. Yeah, Jamal Williams just had he 17 be, uh, rushing was, touchdowns oh, yeah. last year, set a franchise. I think he would that. pair perfect. If the Lions don't yeah. keep him, I think he would be. Perfect fit here, and he'd be cheap, man. It'd be nothing like what you would have. I to mean, the pay. running back market is not nearly what it was like twenty yeah. years ago. It's a passing league, so I, I do think if if it comes down to a, in the first round, if you do have a a first round defensive player and a first round offensive player, I think for this season the Cowboys will choose the offense simply yeah. because I think that they've all those names we can drop unless there's one that is clearly higher on your board than the other guy is, but they're still first-round projected. I think that this year it proved that Dak has got to have not only help but lots of it. And to make take that ball as much as you can out of his hands, force him to make one or two or three plays a game, and then you're golden and let the defense do the rest. Dan Quinn and Will McClay have proven to be pretty good at picking up guys in later rounds that are turning things around, we, Deron Bland yeah. had a hell of a season. Uh, you've got other guys that have just uh, – a J. Ron Curse. I know he wasn't drafted, but he was picked up in free yeah. agency. Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah, Dorrance Armstrong. Eight and a half sacks. Who, who are these guys? Well, <laughs> who we found out guy? who they were. So I think evaluators of talent, both of them are pretty good. So I don't necessarily worry about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears real quickly before we – we have to go here. And I wanted to bring up the Lamar Jackson thing uh, with both of you guys because I thought – I just thought the reaction to this was absolutely ridiculous. Am I wrong here? Were you surprised that the Baltimore Ravens – and I'll start with you, Dylan, and then we'll go to Tristan here. Were you surprised that they did – what was it? The non – Non-exclusive. Like non-exclusive yeah. franchise tag, which basically allows him to shop – and the Ravens get a chance to match it, and if they don't match it, they get two first-rounders. Surprised by that move by Baltimore? No, because it's Baltimore. This is what the Ravens have always done. They're like the Patriots. I'm sure Tristan can tell you this. They don't, I mean, am I right? They don't sign, they just yeah. simply don't sign They don't sign throw players. away money. No, they yeah. don't. They don't, and they just don't. The Ravens have no interest in having the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, and that's just where it is. And, and quite frankly... The only way I think that would be different is if they absolutely had the absolute best. Because Lamar is really good. Mm -hmm. But Lamar is not Patrick Mahomes. And unless you have a Patrick Mahomes, that would be the only player I could see the Ravens being like, sure, whatever, stamped in. Or maybe a Joe Burrow. Were you... What I I guess I'm I'm a little surprised... And and I'll I'll have you react. This is their franchise quarterback. If they don't have him... I've never. We were talking about this. Usually, when franchise shift from mm-hmm. a quarterback, it's a monumental shift, but it's a shift that's made for them. I don't ever remember a situation like this in history, where a franchise would say, "Hey, we got the guy in his prime. Yeah. We obviously believe in him. Ah, we'll make. We'll, we'll take our chances with somebody else." Do you think they're they're kind of gambling here? Yeah. I know that they made all the attempts in the world to sign him. He's acting as his own agent, so it's been tough. Was this the only move to let let him out there? And were you surprised that a lot of teams aren't clamoring to get him? Yeah, I I think it's really interesting, right? You have a guy that, I mean, I can't remember any other unanimous MVPs, at least within recent history. So this yeah. guy has a lot of caliber. He's the winningest yeah. quarterback in NFL history from from his start to now. 
right? Nobody's won more games at a higher frequency than Lamar yeah. Jackson. So what he brings to the table is a guy who wins, who wins a lot, and is also a very, very talented and unique playmaker. Now, the only real knock here is obviously the last two seasons he has finished health. injured. His health issues, right? But, man, when this guy's on the field, he's incredibly electric. Now, as far as like the business side of things, I don't hate what the Ravens did here. Uh, it really puts a lot more onus on Lamar to find that deal. I think the reaction to that has been just as interesting. Uh, teams that you That's would expect, what surprised me the most, really. Teams that you would expect, obviously, to be in the quarterback market. Uh, the Falcons saying, hey, we're going to stick with what, what we're trying to do, which they need a quarterback. They yeah, I'm like, what, what are you trying to do? <laughs> what are you trying to do exactly at pick eight, right? Uh, maybe they'll be a candidate to move up further into the draft. Uh, the Raiders, I think they've been pretty quiet, but like the, a number of teams, Panthers, uh, Five teams Texans, have come out and said, we're not going to try They're to not him. taking them. They're not going to, they're not interested. To me, that's very shocking. And I think it's kind of that they, we've heard this a little bit in the media lately, the, uh, the, uh, the, the collusion that they're not going to give him a contract. If I'm being completely honest here, I think the Deshaun Watson situation and that contract just destroyed the quarterback market for a guy like Lamar Jackson. Well, that's ex- now, way that's better why than Deshaun. He's better. He's way think, better. Yes, and I think you absolutely answered your own question because I think that's why teams are saying, I'm out. Yeah. They don't want that guaranteed contract, that full guaranteed contract. Everyone is, that is an insider has told us that teams were furious with Cleveland for doing that for Deshaun Watson because that yeah. sets a precedent for guys like Lamar Jackson. I was surprised at how many people took up for Lamar and saying, oh, he's been mistreated here, or how could you overlook an MVP? It's the business side of things. Nobody is suggesting that he, he, they're not interested, but they're going to let how the market plays out to see what their next move is, and I think that's the smartest thing in the world to do. Should the Ravens have taken care of this a little earlier? Yeah, maybe. But from what I'm hearing, if you believe Ian Rappaport, they tried. They tried to talk to this guy. But when you're acting as your own agent, it's different. You don't get things done as quickly. It doesn't go fast anyway in the NFL, so it definitely doesn't go fast if you're representing yourself. I I just am thinking that if anyone is saying that this guy or insinuating this guy ain't going to get paid, Mm -mm. he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid generational wealth. He's probably going to end up being the the highest-paid quarterback in the game. And what happens in March does not dictate what's going to happen in the next few weeks. So teams are going to change their mind. The draft's going to happen. They're going to get frustrated or they're going to get frantic, and they're going to make a call. I'd be pretty shocked if Lamar's still in the market come the NFL draft, personally. I mean, we're just going to see a lot of movement here in the next couple weeks with free agency opening. It's just a very interesting situation to keep an eye on, to be yeah, sure. Absolutely. But I just think that re- my my reaction was to the reaction that how dare they know and say they're interested. Of course you're not interested. I wouldn't be playing this game either of guaranteed contract and then let the few weeks go and figure it out. That's when he'll start taking calls and yeah. stuff. It, you're dealing with a different guy. I'll ask you this. Where do you think he ends up? I'll start with you. Where do you stay, I think? Do you think he stays in Baltimore, or do you think he goes? Let's just make it like that. Yeah. Do, do you think he goes somewhere else? I think that it's only happened once. Yeah. That I that I'm aware of. That's happened one time where a team did exactly what they're doing with Lamar, and he ended up with another team. I think that Lamar is a player wants to stay in Baltimore because they have built that system around him. 
But I also think Lamar, because he's chosen to represent himself, is both a player and his own advocate. So I think as his own advocate, I would say I think he's going to move on. And I think ultimately push comes to shove. I think it'll be really wild. I'm not entirely sure exactly where he's going to land. But I do think that he's going to end up somewhere else because I don't think the Ravens are going to be willing to give him a contract as large as someone else is going to be willing to give him. And I think, and I honestly you think, think he's this is feel disrespected in any way or something. He he might because I also think this about the Ravens, and this isn't all their fault. I know they've tried with Hollywood and stuff, but look, I personally would like to see Lamar Jackson around better receivers because I personally yeah, believe, and this bears out in the fact that he finished twenty six in completion percentage. Lamar is an amazing player. He's one of the most exciting players I've ever watched in my life. But when he throws the ball, my eyeballs tell me that's not a good throw. His numbers don't say that because he wins a bunch. He's insanely unique in his ability to run well, the ball. Well, Philip Rivers had a little unique. Yeah, and Philip Rivers had two. a dumb arm too. Yeah, but he but, got it done. But finishing 26 in the NFL in completion percentage, not starting more than 12 games for the last some odd season, so you're pretty inaccurate as a thrower and you're injury prone, but. You're also the most electric player, in my opinion, still the most electric player in the NFL. And quite frankly, one of the most exciting players. I want to see Lamar have the opportunity to have a star player, a star receiver, a star tight end. So you think he's going to end somewhere else? I think he is because I, I believe he actually personally deserves a better offense. What about you? Do you think he stays with Baltimore? It's we could do an entire podcast on just just the Lamar Jackson situation (laughs) because there's so much nuance that goes into this. If if you asked me right now, which you are, I don't think he's going to leave Baltimore. I think there's going to be a general amount of interest. The issue for other teams that I don't think we talked about quite yet is the the cost of that transition tag. Not only would you be signing Lamar to a insanely, insanely expensive contract. You're giving up two first-rounders. <laughs> you're also giving up two first-round picks. Now, for a team that isn't familiar with him, you'd also, I don't think this is being talked about quite yet either, you have to completely change how you run your offense yeah. to fit and get the most out of Lamar Jackson. At the end of the day, I think they're going to figure out something with Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to let him see his options, realize maybe there aren't quite as many as he was hoping for, and then they'll come to some kind of agreement. I want to say this. He ends up with Baltimore. That's the bottom line. I will say this, too, that there is no collusion in the league. I think it's just owners doing what's best for them, saying, I'm not going to give this kind of contract again to make this a regular reoccurring theme, which every quarterback is going to be asking for from then on. I think what he's doing, I think he's made it tougher on himself. And I do think there's a part of him that has his ego bruised, thinking, when he's listening to all this, that somehow he's getting disrespected from the guys like J.J. Watt and others that are tweeting out saying, how could Danny Dimes get a contract yeah. but not Lamar Jackson? It's not the same thing. And for people that know this game and know the business of it, it's obvious that it's not. They're doing what's best for the Ravens. That's why they've been so successful so darn long. They're doing the right things, but ultimately he is their quarterback. They do have the offense for him. I think they're going to surround him with weapons, hopefully – and they're going to get a deal done. That is this week. We've gone a little bit long, but I hope you stayed with us. America's team, I'm Austin York. That's Dylan Reed, Tristan Rines. Till next time.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.